0: bolt-on technologies automotive software solutions auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text real-time digital reports multi-point inspections estimates and repair information at your fingertips info at boltontechnology.com
1: This is Wrench Nation. Car talk. Car culture. Car tips. Car music. All that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now.
0: Well, all right. Welcome back. Wrench Nation every 4 p.m. here on 88.7 The Pulse. Uh, I appreciate you listening, tuning in. You guys waited all week for this show. We got a jam-packed show. A lot of you have a very familiar stance I haven't heard any of you say you're pretty excited about automotive insurance payments, registration payments, you gotta fill up. And that mechanics repair bill. Yeah, that mechanic repair bill uh, is on that list, of course. Driving the cost of owning a vehicle, we all know it costs.
2: A lot of people think that once when you make cars autonomous, that they'll be able to go faster. Once you have shared autonomy where It's much cheaper to go by car. You can go point to point. Um, the affordability of, of of going in a car will be, will be better than that of a bus. Like it would cost less than a bus ticket.
0: Oh my goodness. Can you imagine that? Eliminate the fee, the yearly fee. We talked about this in the past of what could be six to eight thousand. Even if you own it, you've got to spend fifteen hundred to two thousand a year maintaining it. Elon Musk says clearly. Someday, you won't have to. It'd be like riding a bus. And how about you rent Netflix every month? It's on the app. You download everything.
3: Just like they pay for Netflix or Spotify, we'll pay for a monthly subscription to transportation. We'll be able to take care of all your parking, all your fueling, uh, all your cleaning and maintenance. You won't have to worry about that at all, and you'll get a consistent experience.
0: Now, how would you like that? You download the app, push a button the car's coming that's amazing a monthly ride sharing subscription you know you won't even have to own a vehicle now some of you getting excited because i hear you you're a car enthusiast just like i am where is car culture going well here's another one we all know walking through an intersection we have the green light as a pedestrian but here's this car approaching and you know they should be stopping but there's that eye-to-eye contact. I'm looking at the driver. I've got eye-to-eye to reassure me. Hmm, how's that going to look with this autonomous sort of driving?
1: We came to the, the crosswalk, and I saw the car approaching, and um, he slowed down, came pretty much came to a stop. But then I looked at him, and he was reading the newspaper, and I, I was thinking to myself, how is this guy seeing us?
0: That's right. It's a reality. I mean, we would be approached by a vehicle that has no one behind the wheel. Frank here with Susie and Bree, of course, in studio. Let's get a little clap action for you guys. Always appreciate you hanging with us. We're talking robo-taxis, people. Autonomous driving. Autonomous. I don't need anybody. I just get in it and I'm on my way. Susie, have you been in an autonomous vehicle lately?
3: does my husband driving the car autonomous? Does that count
0: well i don 't beat up your husband i 'm not all right
3: i 've never been in an autonomous, but I got really close to being one of the uh, drivers and uh, I came to you, Frank, and uh, worked for the garage instead
0: <laughs> there you go there 's an economy. you guys know this is your show four eight zero six five five eighty eight seven oh join in the conversation talking about the autonomous Vehicles, uh, city of Chandler leading the way, cutting edge. Yes, we've got uh, special guest, uh, Mr. James Smith of the city of Chandler handling all of the planning there in the management side of attracting not only some of the great corporations and companies, other talented individuals and corporations here as small business, but leading the way with Waymo. Mm-hmm. Waymo's here, people. You've seen them. Everywhere. You see them everywhere. So we want your take, 480-655-8870. If you're catching this on the replay of the podcast, you guys are rock stars. We appreciate you, as well as we always welcome uh, Saturday the show is played on KFNX. Uh, KFNX listeners, you guys rock. Thank you for joining us. Uh, You can call in 480-655-8870. We're talking autonomous taxis, autonomous vehicles. We're going to touch in a little bit of technology. This is it. You, you've probably seen Waymo and said to yourself, okay, well, I know a little bit about it, but how much would I feel comfortable? Would you be willing to take that step into an autonomous vehicle? Are you ready? Are you prepared? As if we do every show, uh, this show is about you. You can always call in with any car care questions. And we did have a few of you reached out. Let's play the tape and see if we can help.
2: I'm seeing the flashing engine light in my 2006 Honda Accord, and means uh, it feels like the car is a little bit of shaking. Means when I like try to drive around, like not drive around. I when I try to come to the work on the signal after signal stop, I seen this, and then car is kind of uh, like you know vibrating a little bit.
0: Well, you know, we've said it, not fancy. It sounds like the car is doing the Macarena.
3: Macarena, yep.
0: Uh, flashing check engine light uh, with a vibration. More than likely, ignition misfire. You guys remember, we need voltage. Mm-hmm. We need fuel. We need fire. So more than likely, when a check engine light is steady, not so much. But if you have an active while your engine's running, that light is flashing mm-hmm. like that. We got a cylinder that's not firing. So, of course, that's going to be exasperated at idle, almost feel like you're stalling. So, you want to get that tested. And with that, you're probably going to have a plug or a coil. If you have vibration with no check engine light, of course, that's probably a wheel balance type issue or a tire issue. Mm-hmm. We had another question. Let's see, uh, let's see what they had to say. I just went down to get my, my truck emission tested. It's a
2: 2013 Chevy Silverado with a 5.3. Uh, three days ago, I had tested it that, that I had taken the battery cable off while I was working on it and cleaned the battery. And it, they said when I went down the 22nd that it, you know, that it wasn't ready. That it, it won't. It wouldn't go through because it keeps saying on the report it's
0: not ready for for testing or whatever. I guess after to reset or something. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yes. Susie, we've had them in the garage.
3: Yes, we have. And, uh, you know, the readiness monitors, we, we have customers come down before they go to emissions just so we can, uh, you know, do a quick check before they go.
0: Now, what is readiness monitors? I mean, guys, you may have had a check engine light dance. You fixed it yourself or you took it in the garage and you were done. you said, hey, I, whether you fixed it or, you know, paid somebody to fix it. And here's this readiness monitors. Here's the innocent emissions <laughs> testing guy. He's not quite the mechanic. He's doing the same procedure and he says, Mm -hmm. Hey, you're not ready. Not ready. I mean, how many of you like to be told you're not ready when you (laughs) think you're ready? That's the problem. It is frustrating. However, there is some remedy. It's not going to be easy. Does differ from vehicle to vehicle. These readiness monitors are just that. It's like, it's like the, uh, the hallway classroom monitor.
3: Oh, yeah, you remember the monitors, yeah, the hallway yeah. monitors.
1: Did you get to the bathroom,
0: get back <laughs> over here? <laughs> Why are you out walking in the hallway? It's the same with your computer on your vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so the computer needs to take some time to recognize a new part, mm-hmm. to fit in, mm-hmm. to communicate, right?
3: Now, I think some of our listeners will hear it as a drive cycle.
0: Drive cycle can also be called drive cycle readiness monitors. Now, I have some tips because we have seen this in the garage if you are one of those folks that have been driving, you've been driving three to five days and you're still not ready. It's bad. It, it, it's like a late pregnancy. It's like, <laughs> come on, I'm ready. I get you. We hear it. We feel the pain in the garage there. It's hard, mm-hmm. especially if you spent some money. What you want to do, what we see a lot of, you need to make sure you have at least a half a tank of gas, right? Uh, right. As as uh, One of the common things that we see is, in, in sort of resetting all these monitors, the computers, right hand men and women in there checking each other out, you need to make sure that the gas tank is at least half a tank of gas. Mm-hmm. You gotta exercise so many miles on the freeway. Mm-hmm. There is a procedure. I will invite you, if you're having a problem, come on down to see us, or if you're not in our area, uh, Desert Cartier Chandler, we've got rock star garages for that matter all over the country. Uh, we did have some interesting news this week. Yeah, we always talk about technologies blazing away. If you took the automotive industry the last, I don't know, 100 years, you know, we've we've had some movement. But the next 10 years of advancements are the equivalent to the last 100. That's how far we're blazing, and I... I got to tell you, there's a report out of Michigan. Lots of good things. You know, Motor City, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on there, trying to synchronize Silicon Valley with the iconic Motor City (laughs) car manufacturers and Silicon Valley. And we know Silicon Valley is fast. Like we make, we make an app. It's ready 24 hours, ready to go.
3: A lot of stuff comes out of Silicon Valley.
0: Yeah, so now there's merging of this, and there's reports. Since we're talking about robo-taxis, in all respect, it is the self-driving, the autonomous platforms, uh, specifically as it relates to shuttles and taxis. Ann Arbor, Michigan, driverless shuttles are starting to operate currently at the University of Michigan.
3: I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. And I, I was like, um, driverless shuttles. So we're, we're talking about taxis today. Is that kind of along the same line, the shuttles, or what are we talking about, like to
0: terminal to terminal? I'm thinking controlled environment. Everything is about step-by-step. Okay, Like you can't have an invention and then just launch it and not study it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, the fact is, why not at a university? In fact, here, uh, Arizona State University uh, has an amazing innovation program Mm -hmm. that works together with... The ethics of a product. Yes. I mean, could you imagine we just launch things without knowing what is either the benefit to the health of a society? So why not start at a college campus? Uh, University of Michigan's Autonomous Vehicle Testing Center, uh, which is M-City, launched the buses Monday recently for a one-year period in which it's uh, going to check behavior. Again, we got to go. we got to see how people are going to react. Mm-hmm. We talked about that relationship. With your vision to the driver's vision, uh-huh. you're looking at each other. As you're crossing, that's a big question. How are we going to react when nobody's there? Listen, you don't make headlines. There's a lot of work. Blood, uh-huh. blood sweat, and tears, planning, testing, retesting, beta testing, Waymo. What does Waymo mean? We're going to get to that. You can text 480 655 would you get into an autonomous vehicle, 480 655 or is it not a big deal, or did you just want to have the control? Stay tuned. we got uh, James Smith, City of Chandler, coming to talk to us more right here on Wrench Nation. Get on to PartsAuthority.com, check locations nationally near you, PartsAuthority.com. Susan, we've had a lot of people call Branch Nation during the show. They want to get involved in the automotive industry.
3: Yeah, Frank, so we have a scholarship that's intended to encourage adults who are interested in a career in the automotive technology field to engage in education in a quality
0: automotive program. You bet, and that's the way to go. The automotive field is vast, it's large, and there's a huge demand. Got to be a graduate or have a GED equivalent, and winners will be notified by email and phone and posted on wrenchnation.tv no later than July 18th. We got a scholarship, Susan. Yeah,
3: or you can text CAREER to
0: 480-655-8870, and we'll see send you a link to the application. That's right. Scholarship is made possible by Wrench Nation and Accurate Automotive. Apply now. Text CAREER. 480-655-8870. We wish you well.
1: Ranch Nation. Car Talk. Call or text your questions now.
0: 480-655-8870. All right. Well, get into my car. Get into a Waymo. Get into an autonomous vehicle. That's what we're talking about today. JB, are you on the line for the challenge question?
2: Yes, I am, Frank. Thanks for having me on board.
0: We always love you. And uh, our listeners have been around for some time. They've studied hard all week. They're trying to figure it out. What is this week's challenge question?
2: Okay, the robo-taxi is not the first time taxis have used advanced technology for their time. In 1897 taxis were introduced into New York City using which one of the following advanced technologies? Diesel engines, electric motors, or gasoline engines.
0: Oh, now that sounds easy, but like a trick question. If you think you know 480-655-8870, one more time, repeat the question.
2: Robo-taxis are not the first taxis that have used advanced technology for their time in 1897, taxis were introduced in New York City using which one of the following technologies: diesel engines, electric motors, and gasoline engines.
0: Well, there you go: diesel, electric motors, engines. What do you think? Four eight zero six five five eighty eight seven zero. I'll tell you what: I didn't bring it, but I'll give you a fifty dollars Visa gift cash card. Everybody could use some cash, and of course, you can stop by the garage to pick that up. Desert Car Care, Chandler. 480 8870 if you think you know the answer. JB, hang with us because we have a very special guest in studio uh, that we want to join up with the conversation. A uh, big round of applause. We have Mr. James Smith, the Economic Development Innovation Program Manager for City of Chandler. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, that's a big title.
1: It is. <laughs>
0: but I have a feeling you've worked very hard Because that's a long title. You've worked very hard for that.
1: And uh, tell us, what do you do with the city of Chandler? So I've been with the city almost 12 years now. Uh, I have worked in economic development that whole time and uh, have worked on many of the uh, uh, major corporations and with many of the major corporations that are in Chandler. uh, Very proud of that. Uh, Just recently, my role transitioned more to implementing smart cities technologies and along with that is how the city is going to adapt and encourage and really kind of reinforce the, uh, the implementation of, ad- of autonomous vehicles. So very exciting times at the city.
0: It is. Um, when we have that conversation, perhaps, uh, you know, we get relatives that fly in, especially in the winter from New York and the snow is on the ground, and we say the weather's good, but what's even better Boy, we live in a good city.
3: Yes, we do. And for
0: that matter, our state. I think our governor uh, should be given kudos. Our governor's done an mm-hmm. amazing job here at the state. Uh, James, the Chandler, Chandler was the first in the nation to include autonomous vehicles and ride sharing. In terms of zoning code, we get that laws have to be made. Tell us, give us some insight about how that
1: process takes place as it relates to uh, autonomous vehicles. So just what you said, Frank, about it really has come from the top down. The governor really kind of set the stage and set the policy, and the city of Chandler, our mayor and council, really wanted to follow along and make sure that Chandler was at the forefront of of this new technology. We want, and and kind of taking a step back, Chandler already had companies in this space, in that automotive technology space. So companies like Rogers and NXP and uh, Garmin, and, of course, Intel, who has tested vehicles as well. So this this really is nothing new to Chandler. The technology was already there. We kind of saw this as the next step in that evolution and really wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I think you were referring to zoning code. One of the things that the, the city council recently passed was a zoning code that will allow us to adapt future and even existing uh, developments uh, to include drop-off and pickup zones, for Uber, Lyft, and autonomous vehicles, and to reduce parking standards. So uh, our developments wouldn't need nearly as much parking when this is is fully in place, and it will allow sites to be developed more densely and really better use the land that's available. I love that.
0: So could the conversation go from, I can't find parking, to, I don't need it? Think about that. Good point. I mean, Susie, if you go down our beautiful city of Chandler, or for that matter, any city in the country that is a vibrant downtown, we want to go to the restaurant, uh-huh. we want to catch a movie, and boy, we got to plan it, we got to have a Google Calendar ready to go for parking, yeah,
3: because usually it's like I'll drop you off, go find a spot, I'll meet you there right
0: James, this is the future of uh, garage and just parking in general.
1: Give us some insight about what that may look like for folks in the future. Yeah. So we believe we're the first city in the nation to pass an ordinance like this. And uh, just to kind of give you guys some more context of where this may be going, the city has finished one garage in downtown and will open that soon. And then later in the fall, we'll start another parking garage in the downtown. We've already kind of built into those garages the thought that these might be adaptively reused at some point, uh, possibly as office on maybe one or two floors or multifamily housing or something, uh, in the future if parking is no longer demanded at the levels that it currently is.
0: So you have to think about like most of us, well, we're mad at parking garage. I'll tell you what, I don't look at, a, I don't look at a building like that, Susie, and say, wow, that's such a beautiful structure. <laughs> None <laughs> of us do that. We just want to get in and out, and that's sometimes right. the thing doesn't work. We want to pay, but could you imagine? Looking at a structure from a city planning perspective and saying, hmm, the bottom three floors that they could be retail someday.
3: Yeah, that's like making it scalable.
0: We've got James Smith with the city of Chandler here behind some of the planning. Uh James Smith, Economic Development Innovation Program Manager. Lots of work going, goes behind, you know, putting uh, many of these autonomous platforms here uh in the city of chandler for that matter for for cities across the country but of course here particularly uh, you guys know i'm a fan of the city of chandler i'm in chandler you guys know that uh we did have a text answer uh let's recognize the question was the first taxi was that engine jb electric diesel or just a reciprocating engine is that the question
2: Basically in eighteen ninety seven with advanced technology at that time.
0: Oh. You said advanced, so I think that may be a clue. Alex texted in for his chance at a fifty dollar Visa Cash gift card. He said electric.
2: He is correct.
0: Oh snap.
2: Ooh.
0: Now as we always do, you mechanical maniacs, I hope you didn't Wikipedia or Google miss that one. And it came from the ultimates of Ukrainiums. Uh Alex, come see us. Uh, Desert Car Gear Chandler, pick up your $50 Visa gift card. And, uh Susie, we have some of the best coffee coming out of a Keurig.
3: Yes, we do. <laughs>
0: yes. So, again, if you're just joining us, imagine, well, I'll put it to you this way. We mentioned this early in the show, Susie, the cost of owning a vehicle. We don't use, I mean, we use our vehicles 8% of the time or so.
3: Yeah, unless you're a driver, right? I mean, a unless courier. you drive, yeah. Right. But, yeah, we don't, we don't use the vehicle too often, to and from work, maybe a couple things during the week.
0: It's surprising we don't think. I think we get in such a shuffle, Yeah. to and fro shuffle.
3: Yeah, but I think it's that, fa- that convenience factor. If I want to run out, I can just jump in my car, that kind of thing. But, you know, it's, uh, God, that would be great to, to get an autonomous vehicle, pick you up, and take you somewhere.
0: All right, I got a question for you listening. What would you do? With your time spent laid up in the back seat or whatever, you know, maybe you want to be up in the, the front seat. Who knows? What would you do? Would you read a newspaper? Some of you said, "Are you kidding me?" I would social media all day long. <laughs> text four eight zero six five five eight eight seven zero. Certainly give us a call, but if you'd like to text us, what would you do in a self-driving vehicle? We would like to know. I want you guys to stay tuned because we have many questions uh, on our minds, questions about the autonomous vehicle platforms. Uh, with uh, We're privileged to have James Smith uh, with the City of Chandler, Economic Development Innovation Program Manager. What would you do? We asked you, 480-655-8870. What would you do in a self-driving taxi? Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions, auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software Provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com.
1: Ranch Nation, Car Talk, call or text your questions now, 480-655-8870. Well, all
0: right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Great to see you guys hanging with us. We got a topic of topics. You've seen them. Waymo, self-driving. You've questioned it. All those little things spinning on the fender and on the, on the roof. When I first saw one, I was like, ooh, this is pretty, pretty fascinating. And I imagine as technology advances, those things will become smaller. We are talking about the Robo Taxi, is how we titled it. Uh, if you don't know, they're here and soon to be in implementation. The question is are we prepared? We've discussed uh, the forward thinking, innovating work. That's what it is, Susie. Yes, work by is. the city of Chandler. Yeah, uh, of Mr. Work. James Smith in house, uh, as one of the leading managers to the city, leading innovation and, and implementing programs to make sure we're successful. You I have to read this, James. James passed me something during the break. And would you imagine, some of you thinking said, well, when did this autonomous even begin? Were we thinking about it 20 years? Were we thinking about it during a 1980s MTV video? A lot of those videos were futuristic. Mm-hmm. No. Go back in time, people. Here we are. Quoted the GM Futurama exhibit at the 1939 World's Fair. Well, wow. I would have loved to have been there. Yeah. In New York. In fact, that whole structure is still there. Growing up in New York, you can, as a kid, be yeah. like, oh, that, what was that? Back in 39, at the World's Fair, we, as a collective of Americans, we were thinking about the future. And it was stated that, among other wonders of the world in technology, the United States was going to have an automated highway system. Hooray, U.S. James, I mean, we we didn't grow up with like our grandparents to say, "Uh, oh, well, Sonny, we're gonna get out of that go kart <laughs> where this is all gonna be autonomous." Isn't this amazing, though? To, I mean, going back,
1: it really is amazing. And we we like to start all our presentations on autonomous vehicles with that slide to like let people know people were thinking about this what eighty plus years ago. Yeah. And we're really only to your point earlier we've really only seen any progress in the last five to ten years it for for seventy years, nothing really was happening so and now I think it's closer than most of us even can imagine
0: yeah it, it does it does amaze me and i I think um we won't dive in too much to this, but I love the fact that and this sounds crazy to you because most of us would complain about. Well, I got to pay my taxes. I got taxes and stuff I got to (laughs) pay. But could you imagine? Dubai now has a flying Flying. drone. I read that. Now, what I'm thinking is okay, it's limited. Yep. But would they have invested on the ethics side? Because we know as entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. business owners, corporations, we can make it happen. That's right. It's coming to a city near you. But if we don't have great minds of municipalities and cities and governments, thank your government official. Cause this is where your tax paying dollars are coming into hand because they're studying this. Let's dive into just a little bit more of that. Cause a lot of folks, it's not that they're fearful, but they're, it's a big step. I mean, it's more than horse and buggy to car. It's car to no one driving. What experiences. In terms of challenges, what kind of challenges did the city have and had to really say, "You know what we we got to
1: get through this. What were one of the challenges you know to that point, one of the reasons, if you talk with waymo they 'll tell you one of the reasons they chose Chandler, aside from the climate and the uh, the dust storms and some of the unique uh, things that we have here in the Phoenix area, because Chandler was such a tech community, and our residents tend to be early adopters of technology and that was proven out when they had some kickoff events and over 2000 people showed up to really look and see this technology. I think uh you know certainly uh the governor setting the stage, but I think the fact that our residents are early adopters of technology was kind of a leg up for Chandler. That uh we were uh, we were already kind of viewed as a community that would embrace this. There's so many people already working in tech, they're used to uh some of the things that are happening. James, Susie, Bree,
0: we are some cool people. We are some cool people. <laughs> I mean, people. think about it. Some cities are nervous and fearful. Not our city. We, we'll. T- that's a. That's more than just a shiny silver object. <laughs> we embrace it. I think a lot of you listening. Uh, we had asked you uh, about would you get in one. I mean, sure you're going to research it. There's an early rider program that Waymo has that's been really successful. Um, in preparation for this show, I signed up. And it's uh, probably a waiting list, you know. I personally would like to know, you know, what I could do. I mean, I spend an hour a day in a vehicle. Susie, you spend time in a vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely do. Yeah. Uh, We had a text from uh, someone earlier that asked a very good question, Bree.
3: So we got a text. uh, Listener, feel free to text in your name back to us. We'll give you the shout-out. But it basically goes like this. How are these vehicles insured? And is the seatbelt laws, are they rewritten and enforcing a wearing of the seatbelt in the back seat?
0: Let's start with the insurance piece. Uh, James, insurance, that, I mean, who's at fault? I mean, how is that going to work?
1: Waymo carries all of their insurance for all of their vehicles. Uh, that That's fully their responsibility, and they have committed to the state to being fully insured like any other vehicles. i love that you know when you come out with a product you better have a to z absolutely you can't launch a product
0: i don't care if it's autonomous vehicles or a new can opener you better have a to z and i like that because many folks this is a natural conversation mm-hmm. Susie. who's good like you hit me with that self-driving computer car right who are you, you know, who's responsible
3: there's got to be a lot of planning put into that absolutely so thank you james absolutely
0: yeah, I guess Waymo's working with the insurance startup Trove mm-hmm. on protections for riders using its forthcoming self-driving ride-hailing service. Forthcoming. Forthcoming should be Fortnite. It's coming. It's coming soon. <laughs> uh, but just so you know, that's an important piece that's covered, and it's really cool uh that Waymo and I imagine many other companies, speaking of other companies, because City of Chandler's a vibrant community, many of our cities here in Arizona, tell us that there are other forward-thinking, innovative Local Motors was yeah. one other. Tell us about Local Motors.
1: Yeah, so Local Motors is located just south of Chandler on the, the Gila River Indian community. They recently had a new launch of what they're calling their Ollie uh, Trolley, which is a uh, s- roughly a six-person shuttle bus that is running around National Harbor. And really, is state of the art technology. You can speak to Ollie and ask, "Hey, what restaurant would you I recommend love I go to?" Because oh, psychologically,
0: wow. psychologically, I watched some of the Waymo videos, and people are in there, and they're for their first time, and they, yeah. you, of course, a little uncomfortable. But the biggest thing, as a humanity, the humility of who we are was when they got done. They just wanted to thank it. <laughs>
3: I want one for EVIT. That would be so cool to be able to take the students from one side of the campus to the other. That is really neat technology.
0: It is. Well, University of Michigan is making it happen. I'm sure uh, many cities uh, are are looking at it. And and certainly many cities are looking at the city of Chandler. Um, Are there any cooperatives? You know, we hear about, um, for example, San Diego Police Department for many years were leading the country. They were really implementing some great things. As a city,
1: uh, you're sharing information to other cities. We are. Um, really, at this point, we're still working directly with Waymo. So to your point about public safety, Chandler was one of the leading communities in testing the vehicles and how they would respond to public safety vehicles. So making sure that the vehicles recognize sirens, recognize lights, were, would pull over appropriately so the vehicles could get through, uh and those types of things. So we really were at the forefront of that in terms of working with Waymo. We talked
0: early on in the show, and it wasn't just tongue in cheek or shtick. I mean it's it's when you cross a when you're crossing the street as a pedestrian, there's almost this visual I got you, you got me, the car's slowing down. How do we get over the psychology of I don't have eyesight with something or
1: Someone or or someone, I should say, I was eyesight with something. Yeah, I I can't answer that question. It's certainly a legitimate one. Um, it's behavior. I, I think
0: yeah. I think we'll overcome it, but we all know mm-hmm. behavior is tough to change. Um, certainly, we couldn't let you slide by, Mister James Smith. Have you driven, or have you been an occupant? I should say this is new terminology. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't go away, car culture. Uh, James Smith with the city of Chandler. Have you what's your experience in?
1: As a passenger, tell us about that. I have ridden one, and I think the way I would sum it up, it's surprisingly uneventful. Um, The vehicles respond much the same way you would expect a driver to drive a car. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get to have uh, a few driver, uh, uh, I shouldn't say drivers, but Waymo employees that were in the vehicle with computers that showed us what the vehicle was seeing. And I thought that that was really amazing that it sees things that you and I wouldn't see with our naked eye. For example, a car parked in a neighborhood just off of a major thoroughfare, it saw behind trees that there was that vehicle and that there was a possibility maybe somebody was in that vehicle and it could pull out. So it it sensed that vehicle that I couldn't even see with my naked eye was really, I thought, amazing. Well, we, we can't forget the root of why. If
0: you said to yourself, why are we doing this? From a technological point. Well, I'll tell you why. We've got almost forty thousand deaths a year on our roadways. Now I hear you. Some of you are listen, I don't want I wanna I want to drive, I like that freedom. But ultimately our behavior, whether we like it or not, Mm -hmm. has put us in this position.
3: Yeah, but just what James said right now, that almost says safety, more safe. Then well that's what?
0: lidar. Yeah. That's the lidar system. We're not going to get too technical. We'll probably do a show in the future diving into the, you know, the advanced driver awareness systems that already exist and certainly at a full autonomous level, but uh James spoke about this vehicle like a normal you wouldn't see it's behind the thing. Yeah. I I mean that's huge and that's that's probably that lidar working. Yeah. It. That's safety to sophisticated me. Sophisticated stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is um, another benefit that I, I thought, and, and some of us don't think about this. My grandmother, she can't drive anymore. She has an opportunity.
1: Absolutely. It, that's exciting. Yeah, and you know, I think that really gets kind of back to the the point about why the city wanted to participate in this. We're really at the cutting edge of societal change, whether it's, Elderly or disabled people that are no longer mobile because they can't drive uh, but still want to enjoy events and Mm -hmm. go to a restaurant and go shopping, Uh, it it really is uh, something that can change that landscape. It really changes, gives people time back in their day. If they do have an hour commute, Mm -hmm. they can work, they can text, they can email. You know, it really is at the forefront of societal change yeah and really for for families uh you know you hear a lot of stories about the early rider program including young teens and and such that that are able to be mobile and not have a license
0: yeah it's fascinating but more importantly and i say this with spirit and i represent a lot of our listeners thank you thank you for all you're doing uh, with the city of chandler and all the hard work behind the scenes Uh behind the scenes, James Smith, Economic Development Innovation Program Manager. We're gonna have you back on the show for sure. We're gonna see where we're at maybe in six months. Oh yeah. Stay tuned, we're gonna ask you the question: Car culture, do you think it's going away? Frank here with Ranch Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Ranch Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler.
1: Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation.
0: Well, all right. Welcome back, you guys. I got to tell you that just fascinating. You would agree that, I don't know, most of you probably would say, yeah, I'd get in one of those self-driving. I would. I'm actually looking forward to it. I said that. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but text us, 480-655-8870, Wrench Nation. We'd like to know what's on your mind about that. Would you get in one? And we're going to bring in Greg in a minute because what we really want to dive in with the you know, few minutes that we have, this show just flies, is I'd like to speak to you guys about car culture. <laughs> Where's car culture? Are we going to – is it going away? No, Ma- Frank, we got to keep it. I know. We're going to bring Greg Buckley in a minute, but I do have a question. I asked you specifically about would you get in one, 480 I also asked you in that relationship, if you really i am down for that, what would you do? As a passenger, chilling out with no driver, what would you do, Susie?
3: You know, I'm probably going to be guilty of the social media. I'll probably be sharing my experiences on Facebook. I may be reading emails. Um, actually, wait, I take it back. I like to, I like to, to look around me. I like to sightsee. I like to look at all the, all the buildings and and new businesses, and I'm,
0: I'm nosy like that. You'd just be a little tourist. You're I a per- would. <laughs> you know, and I know that about I'm gonna you. I'm going to take a
3: picture of that and take a picture of that.
0: You are. You're just a like, you're the hostess with the most. I try, Frank. You would, now I would see, you, you would stop the computer. Hey, computer, stop right here. Oh, over good, right now. There's a good picture right here. That's right. <laughs> Photo op. <laughs> <laughs> Photo op. Yeah. But that's selfies. interesting. Yeah. It would be a relaxing time. It would be. If you're in traffic, you know there's fatigue. Absolutely. People say. Driving's easy, especially like my daughter. She's been driving about two years. But when she first started driving, oh, Dad, I got this. Right. Guess what she says now.
3: <laughs> Can you drive?
0: <laughs> it, it it really is about, it's fatiguing. It is. we We're just sitting there.
3: It's stressful. Driving is stressful. So even what James was saying, how the LiDAR sees things that we don't, I think it would be very relaxing to drive and because and, I know that the vehicle I'm in is watching out around me.
0: I just hope I don't see anything I'm not supposed to be seeing. Like what? Well, think about it. How? I mean, if we can see objects, mm-hmm. how? I don't want to look in somebody's house.
3: I don't think it's as X-ray. I don't think it's an X-ray okay. vision. No, I think it's just uh, the the lidar actually detects objects, right? Yeah, I think it's a pictures. it's a mapping yeah. system.
0: I think we need some input from Mister Greg Buckley. Is he hanging out with us?
2: right
0: here guys we well the show goes by so fast and sorry we didn't yeah. have your formality of music my friend mr greg buckley <laughs> welcome to the show oh there you go wait a minute we got to do the music people love you with the music uh, <laughs> uh, we try to All switch right. it up since you're in a country mind
3: hi greg
2: hey with you Susie? how are you
3: i'm absolutely amazing my friend good
2: good so you would relax in the car, huh? I would. I would sightsee.
3: Absolutely, I okay. would sightsee. That's
2: good. That's good. Me? I don't know if I'm there yet. I, I, I find driving to be relaxing. I like getting behind the wheel. I feel more in control than I would if I had, you know. Now, it could change, but, you know. Um, well, if you were in right traffic, now,
0: if you're in traffic, come on, man. You, you want to get out of that, no?
2: Well, yeah, you want to get out of it, but you're stuck in it anyway. So you either have command or you, uh, or you sit back and, and chill. Um I, I I don't know. Um it, it's a great question. I feel like the two guests that you had on there were really putting up some great ideas and and I have to say that the biggest one uh with uh, with the autonomous uh fleet is that the more people will get will be able to participate in the economy than they do now because they can't get out. Uh-huh. And that is a
0: Well, huge there's controversy. Issue. I you know, one of the things you know, you read things, you know, and it's passing, it's fleeting. You don't, I mean, for the most part, mm-hmm. you want to believe what you're reading, but in this today's day and age. But there was a quote, it was something like, this is going to be a huge impact to, obviously, transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Greg Buckley, I know you've got, we use Lyft in the garage, Susie. Yeah.
3: We use Lyft yeah. a lot. We for our a, customers, yeah.
0: because, right, and and we want yeah. to get folks comfortable and convenient mm-hmm. and the biggest thing going into a mechanic or dealer is like, oh man, this is so inconvenient. Right. So we give them the shuttle. But Susie, tell us, you're hearing some sentiment about from these Lyft drivers.
3: Some sentiment, absolutely. You know, they come in, they uh, they become our customers, and a couple of times I'll ask. I mean, a couple of them I asked, You know, are you um, are you concerned about the autonomous taxis? And they're like, that's never going to happen. A couple of them say, oh, you snap. know what? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I may be looking for another uh, job.
0: I don't know, Greg. You see, you hearing that on the East Coast? How's it? I mean, it, our, first off, taxi drivers are pretty much—we know the yellows in New York City. I yeah. mean, it, it used to be where uh, a medallion in New York City, boy, that was like a liquor license. it, yeah. it was very expensive. And here yeah. comes Uber and Lyft, and and uh, the uh, commission, the TLC in New York, uh, New York City, uh, kind of did the yeah. taxi drivers wrong, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. You know, and, and I think that uh, um, between the Lyft and the Uber drivers, you know, uh, are they afraid of autonomous coming their way? It's going to be a long time, and I think they see that. In the meantime, they're, they're developing a, a huge network for themselves. Uh, I think what's key is um, there's got to be a certain demographic, not a demographic, but a certain area that's going to have a better, uh, a more focused drivers like your urban areas will be the first to really uh utilize uh like lyft and uber hired 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 drivers
0: well it's coming it's going to transition little by little i I think there's going to be a mindset where some folks will say i ain't having it but um greg we we run out of time i know that car enthusiasm isn't going away especially here on Ranch Nation because uh, I will just tease as Great. we say goodbye Greg Buckley thank you
3: thank you Greg we're, we're
0: welcome guys uh it's, rock it's, the it's week hilarious. Greg Buckley Buckley's Auto Care out of Wilmington Delaware always a pleasure to have him on um we're going to tease out what we got for next show coming up but man I got some more weird automotive news people it it is it is just incredible it's actually not as weird as freaking dangerous Canadian man escapes a gruesome death when an axe flies through his windshield. So I remind you, if you're driving on the roads, people, secure your stuff. Yes. How do you just axes don't fall out of the sky?
3: It wasn't his own axe, was it? Of course not. Okay, then.
0: I mean, he wasn't trying to. I don't think so. Sudden stop.
3: Like it could be any worse.
0: <laughs> I know. Just people, be safe. Secure your load. And you guys, I know how you guys act. I, I've i said, oh, my load is squared away. Well, double, triple check that. We don't need X's flying. Uh, there's your show, Wrench Nation. We absolutely love hanging out with you every Wednesday, certainly on the podcast that's uploaded on Sunday. Look for that on iTunes. Always grateful to have our KFNX listeners on Saturday. If you caught the show late, 8 to 9 a.m. on Saturday here in uh in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, next week, I'm excited. Me too. We got Ken Vella with Wicked Customs. We're bringing back car culture. Enough of this technology. And of course, we've got classiccars.com. You've heard of them. We've got Roger Falciono, oh, the CEO. Ooh. We're going back in time. We're talking classic cars. Fun. Next week on Wrench Nation, as I say every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic
2: john's refrigeration and train installation partners for all train air conditioning systems or trade-ins offers vary by equipment complete program eligibility qualifying systems dates details and restrictions at just call johns.com it's hard to stop a train